0: Thank you. live for board jack This is our weekly hockey show from Impact Media. That, of course, means you are my amazing listening audience. Thank you guys so much. I am Jeremy the Impact York for people who have forgotten or people who are new to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Like I said, here at Impact Media, this is our weekly show where we talk all things hockey. I tell you about some of the uh, Biggest highlights from the week. We'll obviously go over standings, the, uh, the playoff watch, the league leaders uh, later on. But for now, let's talk about some of the big news and notes, uh, mainly from the games, from this past week. Now, of course, if, uh, if you want to follow along with us uh, at Check. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter under those. Uh, if you look for those, you should be able to find us. Uh, we still have the board check shirts, the uh, the blue ones. Let me know uh, if you guys would like some of those. We're uh, thinking about tinkering with the design, but I, I kind of like the design. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Obviously, uh, the Impact 99 you can find across almost all social media Uh, platforms which will get you directly in touch with myself and uh, we appreciate it so let's jump into this all right the surging rangers yeah something ranger fans did not think would you could utter without laughing or that chuckling at least to start the season these surging rangers are doing just that they are just they have really picked it up that's what uh, that's uh, there's not a a word for it I don't think it's just they have uh picked it up big time they went from potentially looking like a team that would be sellers at the trade deadline to being a team that is only four points out of fourth place for the final East spot in the playoffs, only four points behind Boston, and uh, they have played a couple more games in Boston. But either way, because we're right here at the end of everything, what they're only playing fifty-six games or so, something like that. Yeah, most most everybody is is in the mid forties, if not higher, mid forties to fifty. At this point, with the surging Rangers, you got Mika Zibanejad who gets another hat trick. This is second or third of the year; his other one was not even that long ago. Uh, seventh of his career, and it's it's like he has given Panarin the not really excuse, but the right to kind of ease back in and to uh, just be the great superstar that he is. He's kind of like, you know, I got the team on my back. If you just want to hang out and be a star, that's great. And Panarin has has done just that. Since getting back after the crazy uh, debacle we had a couple months ago and everybody's safe and sound now, uh, he's been able to ease back in this lineup that proved they can do some really good things without him. They can do some exceptional things with him. So that's kind of where they're at. But that was uh just yesterday that Jad had the hat trick on that one. We believe that led to a six to three victory over Buffalo. No team in the league is is a pushover. Even the last place team is going to grind it out. On Saturday, what about Jumbo Joe Thornton? He becomes the oldest Maple Leafs player to score a goal. He passes Alan Stansby for that particular honor at 41 years and 296 days old. Jumbo Joe still has some, some life, some juice. Some fuel left in the tank, and the Maple Leafs are going to need everything they can get. They have been doing. They they were off to a huge start. They stalled a little bit. They had some goaltender issues. Like Jack Campbell is is going to pick that up a little bit. The trade for some depth at that position has helped them out as well. And they're looking to stay right in this. And how can they stay in this? Well, one way to do that is by having people like Jumbo Joe Thornton with not only the leadership. But the, I mean, just being able to add some goals and assists here and there when you absolutely need them. So, shout out Jumbo Joe on that. Also on Saturday, Ryan O'Reilly picks up his Blues teammates, gets the hat trick there, helps him out to a victory. You know, because coming into this, a lot of people thought the Blues would just run that division. But Vegas has has been out to a, a hot start on top of they just stayed consistently kind of in front of them, of everybody. Colorado has surged. We weren't sure what they were going to do. That that division, man, the Wild have been crazy. It is, I'll be honest, I did not expect the Wild whatsoever to be as good as they are. Uh, and, and one reason for that is, because they have Kirill, uh Kaprazov. he has got to be a uh, rookie of the year front runner at this point. He has twenty goals as of I believe Saturday. I don't think they played yesterday. Maybe playing today. Uh, but uh, Kirill, man, is he the Kirill deal? Yeah, yeah, I, I think he absolutely is. Uh, and, and this is all as you know, like I'm saying, this is as a rookie that they're getting this kind of production. From a player like this, it's the Wild were another team that to start the year. I thought they were hoping for a good draft pick next year. A lot of fans did. I know some some uh, Minnesota fans, and they were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna open for a, a solid middle of the pack season. Uh, just you know, nothing, no big injuries. Just want to look respectable." And then Karel Kaprizov reminds everybody why youth is always the future. That this kid, if, if you're not, this is another one. That if you're not watching this, what are you doing? Because if you're a hockey fan, whether you're a fan of the Wild or not, you've got to watch what this kid's doing. Like I said he has twenty goals in his rookie season. That's that's just outstanding. That's more than you would ask of any rookie. I mean, any rookie outside of like Ovechkin, Crosby, Austin Matthews, Gretzky, maybe. You know, and like I said, they were just hoping for some good production. They were not expecting to be. Uh, I believe they were the. Let's see. We'll get into that. Um, they may be in the playoffs by now. We'll have to check and I'll check that out here in a second. But uh, yeah, between St. Louis, just imagine that division. That's St. Louis. Who won a cup a couple years ago? That's Colorado, who is who is always a front runner with Nate McKinnon and and uh, Gabriel Landeskog. They, they they're always a threat. You throw them in with Vegas, who has done nothing but be a league leader ever since entering the league, and, and they're all in the same division. Then you throw in Minnesota. It's gonna be hard to to try to not be that fifth team, but one of them may be. Couple of them won't be, and we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Sam Reinhart had a hat trick that uh, helped his his uh, team for their playoff positioning as well. One was a regular goal, two were power play goals. So big Sam, uh, punching them right in the Reinhardt. Yep, been waiting uh, almost ten minutes to use that particular. Phrase actually it just came off the top of my head. It sounded a lot better in my head than when it just came out. So stick with me. Uh let's see. There's been some goalies. You know, all I tell you about the, the surgeon goalies and the ones that are they are getting my attention. Uh Peter Morazic, it's nice for the hurricanes that, that he has been back and been able to play and uh be be pretty solid the way he was. And uh Braden Holtby, who looked like a colossal disaster in Vancouver to start this year, has actually rebounded to start to be one of the, the league leaders again. So uh, good to see those because I'm big fans of both of them. I'm, I'm fans of practically everybody in the league. But uh, Holtby, you know, he did so many good things for the Capitals. Uh, Mrazik has has done so much over the years for Carolina. It's going to be a real interesting offseason for Carolina, because you have Peter Morazic, whose contract is up after this year. You have uh, James Reimer, the backup, who is actually kind of the third string at the moment because of uh, consistency. Uh, His contract is up at the end of the year. And then uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, who started as the kind of taxi squad third stringer, is now the backup. He actually become one of the stronger goaltenders for them, Netminers, this year. I think he's under contract for a couple more years, and he is going to make it easier for them to move off of either Reimer or Morazic if they want, or he's going to make it super tough. They would almost have to deal him to keep those two. I think he, you got to keep him as, as, at the very least, your backup, and you decide whether you want Reimer or Mirazik. I think at the moment I would go Mirazik, but it just depends. Maybe maybe your numbers are far apart when you start talking contracts. But uh, I think it's a good problem to have. It, it would be like... Let's see, let's find another comparable sport here. This would be like... This would be like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have, like six or seven offensive weapons every play that could potentially score a touchdown. You know, it's, it's a good problem to have to almost have too many good options. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what Carolina does. And for the rest of the league, whoever they let go or whoever they let walk or whoever they make available in Nadelkovic, people are going to come calling. All three of these guys can start across the league, and my guess is they all but will. Uh, Jacob Verona has uh, started to fit into his new team very nicely, the Detroit Red Wings. He scored four goals the other day against the Dallas Stars, a.k.a. the struggling team under the Stanley Cup runner-up hangover. Uh, Sometimes when you get trades like this, you know, when I saw Jacob Verona go to Detroit, a team probably looking at a pretty good draft pick this year. You you kind of say okay well he can kind of just bite out the year and just kind of see how things go but no he he decided he's going to make the most of it and uh, put four on the board himself it's kind of it's kind of like putting the rest of the team on notice and kind of saying okay I did my part if we'll rally around this we can we can uh, make a good surge right here in the end of the year Austin Matthews. Yes, I'm going to talk about him again. Austin Matthews scores 27 seconds in the game to give himself 34 total goals. He leads the league. We'll talk about the rest of the leaders uh, a little later on. But, you know, him and Ovechkin, to be the pure scorers that they are, have been dinged up a lot this year. It's a wrist injury for Austin Matthews. It was good to see him back in the lineup. And we see what happens. When he's in the lineup there's a chance he's going to score. It's, I would say it's him, it's Ovechkin, and probably between Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Those four, if they're in the lineup, there's a good chance they're going to score. It's, they're they're just, they're going to end up with a couple points no matter what. Where some other stars have kind of faded, some have uh, not necessarily, I guess, lived up to the bill is another way to put it, but if uh, Matthews is just magic, and it's great for the things he's doing for Toronto. Like I said, it's good that Jumbo Joe is, is adding to the mix. They've had some injuries here and there with Hyman, taking the uh, the knee to the head, or was it a shot to the knee, whatever it was. Uh, you know, Jack Campbell stepping up. the The Maple Leafs, the fact that they're back towards the top is fantastic. It's it's good to see, you know, it would be nice to see the Oilers and, and Maple Leafs back on top. It would be nice to see, you know, Rangers, Islanders, uh, some other teams that you just haven't seen up there in, in a few years. It would be good to see some of those back going. And uh, just makes the league better. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights were the first team to cash their ticket to the postseason, that no matter what, they will at least be, at the very least, the four seed out there in the West. Not to be outdone, about a day or so later, the Avalanche said, you know what, we're in. And unlike the European Super Union, uh, joining this party is recommended. I'm going to go through here in a second and see if anybody else has... Clinched as well, but that's already two out of the west, like i said in in that loaded division, you still got St. Louis, you still got Minnesota. You still have the kings are out there the sharks, the coyotes Once again, you want to know what I'm sipping on? I am sipping on the dark roast from the buttered udder. Go check out our friends, the Butter Utter for amazing ice cream, uh, outstanding coffee. All their desserts are great. They've got quiches that you can eat. You can get them any time of day, but they're a great breakfast. You just stick them in the microwave for about a minute, take them out of, out of the, the plastic container they're in, put them on a little plate or something. But uh, the quiches are great. I've had those. Uh, the cookies, the brownies. But really, it's it's the ice cream that is just Uh, can't miss and uh, also go see our friend uh, that's in uh, Bremen is the main location Carrollton is the other if you're out here in the west side of the state west side of 20 so to say and also if you're in Carrollton you want a good brood to wash down the the, the summer pollen that's back out and everything everybody that uh, just went through the storms as well if everything is okay with that uh, but go see our friends at Printers Ale out in Carrollton and uh, tell them the impact center. They'll probably be confused, but hey, if enough people say it, it'd be kind of fun. Uh, let's see, where was that? Florida goalie Spencer Knight, he made his debut the other day. He was a college standout, did some really good things, got the chance to start. The other night for Florida, who is still battling for a playoff spot. And Spencer Knight, man, he shined. He was a 2019 first-round pick. They ended up winning the game, I believe, 5-1. to one. And he had 33 saves. I mean, what else can you ask in a goaltender debut from two years ago's first-round pick? That's hard to beat. That's just hard to beat. Uh, let's see, Uh, earlier in the week, on Tuesday, I believe, Nolan Foote gets his first career NHL goal for the New Jersey Devils. I know the Devils were excited. A lot of their young talent is getting more playing time because they've moved some players on. And the Devils, you know, I think they're going to spend this year and they're going to spend next year uh, really trying to build this team the way they used to have it with, uh, I just forgot his name. I just forgot all the devil's names that (laughs) I grew up watching. Wow. All right. Maybe I should drink more of this amazing coffee because it was uh, defogging me from the day. But uh, the devils are going to rebound. I don't think they're going to be low team for very much longer whatsoever they've done some really uh, really good moves I've, I've, I've applauded a lot of theirs and you know having Nolan Foot get up and going like this is going to be a good thing having a lot of this younger talent getting the experience this team's going to be a lot better next year and Devils fans you should be excited. The Flames' Noah Hannafin, we can't, it came out today that he is done for the year. He injured his shoulder over the weekend in a game, and he's going to have season-ending surgery. You know, Noah Hannafin, before uh, getting moved to the Flames, was a standout for the Carolina Hurricanes. I believe he's like a first or second round pick just a handful of years ago, but he just he couldn't get his footing and couldn't really get established here. So the move to Calgary has done him a lot of uh, good things. And uh, we wish him the best on a speedy and pain-free recovery uh, on his shoulder. The Jets' Nikolaj Ehlers has an upper body injury that is uh, pretty much going to do him in for the remainder of the regular season. His head coach says that he expects him to be back in time for the postseason, and the Jets are going to need it. Because uh, Mark Sheepley got dinged up again the other day. And uh, they've had a couple little issues being pretty consistent as well. Uh, Chicago forward Andrew Shaw at age 29 is retiring. He's had some issues with concussions. He, a couple years ago, had a pretty bad concussion. It kept him out for 14 months. He came back, played 14 games this year, got another concussion, and uh, doctors strongly advised him that uh, it's under their recommendation that maybe he considers not playing anymore. He says he's he's going to miss it. He's going to miss it big time because he's a super competitive guy. But for his overall health moving forward, uh, he's making this decision. And you know, Chicago's had quite a few. Brett Seabrook recently. There was three or four other ones in the past couple years that have that have uh, decided to hang it up like this. And I very much applaud him doing that. Uh, I, wish, you know, I wish everybody could play healthily for just as long as they, they can. But I'm glad that he's listening to his doctors, and I'm sure he's talked it over with his family, and he's like, you know what, I've had a pretty good career up to this point. I mean, he won two Cups, 2013-2015. He played a 10-year, 544-game career. Uh, he even played three of his seasons in Montreal. He he had a pretty good run. And even if he didn't, even if he only played if he only played two games and and, and come to this conclusion, hey, it's his decision. And if he thinks that's what's best moving forward, then that's what he needs to do. I applaud his efforts. So good luck to you, Andrew Shaw, with uh whatever you do in your future endeavors, and uh enjoyed watching you play. Now, let's go to Let's go to the standings. Let's start in the Central, right? Let's start in the Central, where the Hurricanes hold a one-point lead at 68 points over the Florida Panthers, who have 67. Uh, Tampa Bay has 66. They're just right there behind there. Nashville sneaking back up in at 54. They hold the last playoff spot in the Central. Two points out of that playoff spot is the Dallas Stars. Chicago Blackhawks at 49. Detroit at 42. And the Columbus Blue Jackets at 40 points are officially eliminated. There's a couple teams that are going to be officially eliminated. And uh, we will get to those as we get to them. Let's go to the East, where the Pittsburgh Penguins have 67 points. They hold a one-point lead over the Washington Capitals. What a battle that's been with 66 points. Remember, that's with a dinged up. Uh, playing every other game Oveshkin. Ovechkin. New York Islanders have 63 points, which is a three-point lead over Boston at 60. That is your top four at the moment. Four points back are the Rangers. I mentioned that earlier at 56. At 51 are the Philadelphia Flyers. And the Devils at 35 points and the Buffalo Sabres at 33 are planning for next year. But, hey, they're getting this young talent, they're getting a chance to play, and they're doing some really good things. So, in a way, they're still winning this year. They're not tanking. They're putting their best effort forward. They're getting experience for the guys they need so that next year, when some other people are struggling like this, they can surge ahead of them. Let's go to the north, otherwise known as Team Canada, Canadian Division. This thing's still wide open. Still, Well, mostly. Toronto has sixty-five. They are pretty much, pretty much, going to run this. Winnipeg has fifty-seven. Edmonton a point back at fifty-six, and seven points back at forty-nine are the Montreal Canadiens. Four points behind that, right outside the playoffs, are the Calgary Flames at forty-five. Forty-one points for the Vancouver Canucks, and Ottawa still hanging on to a uh, a chip, a chair, and a prayer. Thirty-eight points. Nobody's clinched a division or a playoff spot in that, and nobody's eliminated. Team Canada division is wide open. Now we get to the only division that has anybody who is clinched, and that's because they are just running away with it. The Vegas Golden Knights with a league-leading, correct, league-leading seventy points, they're all, they're in the playoffs. Colorado with sixty-six, they're in the playoffs. Minnesota with sixty-five. They're in the playoffs. Arizona at 47 is hanging on to the fourth spot, one point behind the Blues at 46. San Jose at 41 is still in it. LA, LA Kings at 40 points are still in it as well. And actually the Anaheim Ducks, that are not so mighty, at 35 are still in it as well. And there is your 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 playoff watch, and your standings. Let's go to the league leaders. As I said, Austin Matthews has 34. Let's see if we can get the list to come up. Like I said, Austin Matthews has... Uh, he, he's, he's just going to be that scoring leader, and, and if Toronto can... If Toronto can keep building a team, not necessarily around him, but to complement him. And uh, they also got it where they can pivot. So if Austin's out, they have other avenues that they can explore. But uh, he has 34. The next closest at 26 is Miko Rantanen from Colorado. India, Connor McDavid at 25 from the Oilers. Tied with Brad Marchand as well from Boston. Um, Ovechkin and Tyler Toffoli both have 24. Alex Dabrinkit has 23, 22 from Leon Dreisaitl, Alexander Barkov, Max Pacioretty, and uh, Kyle Connor from Winnipeg, and uh, Kirill Kapersov with 22, actually. I guess I missed a gobble. Jake Gensel hanging on to 13th with 21, along with uh, Nikolai Ellers, which I just told you he's going to be out for a while, and Sam Reinhardt. Now, let's go to assists. We know Conor McDavid is leading that. Let's see if we can get our list to pull up. There it is. Connor McDavid has 52. Patrick Kane of the Chicago Blackhawks, 43. Leon Draisaitl with 42. Mitch Marner of Toronto with 42. He just keeps feeding everybody the scores, basically, up there in Toronto. It's fantastic. Nate McKinnon with 41. Adam Fox with 41. Uh... Artemi Panarin with 39, Sid the Wiz Crosby with 36, also with 36, Mark Sheafley and Jonathan Huberdeau. Mark Stone, Victor Hedman with 35 to round out the uh, the top 11. Now let's go to the points. We know Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are leading. They are just number, they're, they're like Pac-Man. They are just eating them up. Just eating them up. Uh, McDavid was 77, Drysider was 64, Nate McKinnon has 59, Mitch Marner also has 59, 58 for Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane, Brad Marchand has 57, which is one more than Sid- Sidney Crosby and uh, Artemi Panarin, and Mark Sheafley has 54 to round out the top 10. Let's go to the goalies. Boston's Jeremy Swayman, sounds like a swell guy, 1.56 goals against average leads the league, a 1.60 for Peter Mrazek, and Philip Gustafson of Ottawa as a 1.81. Save percentage, Jeremy Swayman still with a 9.46, Philip Gustafson 9.46, 9.39 for Peter Mrazek. Wins, Andre Vasilevsky still has the lead with 28. I'd be willing to bet somebody doesn't catch him. Philip Grubauer of Colorado has 25. See if I can get the rest of them for you here. There we go. Connor Hellebuck has 21. So does Tristan Jari from Pittsburgh. And Marc-Andre Fleury with 21 as he moves up the all-time list. Uh, Shutouts, of course, you've got uh, Philip Grubauer, Marc-Andre Fleury, and Semyon Varlamov all have five there. So, hopefully I've caught you up on everything you wanted to know. Maybe you knew you wanted confirmation of it. Whatever it is. Hopefully I entertained you for the last 30 minutes. But this has been Vortex. Push is the name of this because everybody is in that last little push for uh, ending the season strong. Whether that's in the playoffs, whether that is disrupting other people's playoffs, or whether that's just seeing what your new players that are getting playing time can actually do. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Check. We will see you guys down the road. Go watch